It brings me to what I wanted to talk about today as we, as we move into Luke chapter 9. What, what just keeps coming to my mind is, is Luke keeps wanting to turn our focus back on, on Jesus, who he is, and help us to really get grounded in this. Because how, how many um, have had God do something good in your life? Anybody? Anybody? Everybody? Okay, God did something good. And then you're in another circumstance and you think, this is it. You've forgotten that He's already done something good in your life. How many of God's done two things good in your life? <laughs> All right. Three? <laughs> Four? Okay, already we're, we're at infinite. If you've been walking with Jesus a little while, it's like, okay, He has done so many good things. And yet, just like the Israelites, every time something they, they come across something that's difficult, they forget that, it, that He is sustaining all things and, and He is holding all things together. And that's why I wanted us to kind of... Um, reflect on on these verses because uh, where we are in chapter 9 is Jesus had just sent out the disciples to go and preach and heal for the first time. And everywhere they went, they they said, Jesus will will save you. Uh, The kingdom is coming. And if you need healing, come on, we're going to pray for you. And they saw people healed. And they said, this is great. We've got you know, we have the authority of Jesus, and wherever we go, Jesus is doing good things. So they come back from that, and they're telling Jesus, this is awesome. And then they forget, five minutes later, what God had just done. And so when I was thinking, how is it that we as followers of Jesus can just keep focused on Him in the midst of no matter what is going on, um, that's the key. And so I entitled this thing, Our Role in Miracles. What? It's like, do we have a role in miracles? Let's find out. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. And so it, the, the, it says here in, in uh, or chapter 9 of Luke, verse 10, it says, When the apostles returned, so they had just, they had just gone out preaching for the first time, they gave an account to him, that's Jesus, of all they had done. And taking them with him, he withdrew privately to a city uh, called Bethsaida. So Jesus is like, this is great. I'm, I want to debrief you on what, what miracles you saw, all the stuff, and tell me how you felt going into those towns and what kind of trepidation and then you, how you saw God show up. And as we saw last week, uh, he told him, don't take anything with you. To, you, you, are, you must be completely reliant on God. And then they come back and say, we relied completely on God, and look what happened. It was amazing. And so they, they, they say, man, this is great. And so he says, let's talk a little longer. So let's go, to this, uh, let's, let's go away from the crowd. But here's the, there's, there's a lot of buts in the Bible. But the crowds were aware of this. They're like, I think he's going to Bethsaida. Let's all go over there. And uh, as you, you, you may or may not know, This miracle that we're going to look at is the only miracle besides the resurrection that's in all four Gospels. It's it's the only one. It's the feeding of the 5,000. And it's interesting, if you look at the different perspectives of each one of the writers, they they all say the same thing. But one of the ones that I liked was in Mark. It says that the people said, he's over there, and 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 they all rushed from their villages. 
It's like Jesus over there. So anyway, I, I just like that. It doesn't say the same thing. It says, but the crowds were aware of this and they followed him. And he welcomed them and began speaking to them about the kingdom of God and curing those who, who had need of healing. So Jesus, he didn't mind the crowds. He didn't mind being interrupted. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, that you might think that Jesus has no time for you. (laughs) Probably on the other end, we're thinking, maybe I don't have time for Jesus. (laughs) It's like, I'm too busy. Uh, But Jesus is always interruptible. And so he decides, okay, I know I was going to do this, uh, this corporate meeting with my, with my guys, but, um, you know, the crowd's here, so why don't we just stick around and do some healing and, and stuff like that. And so uh, in another one of the Gospels, and again, I, I won't give the harmony, but uh, it says that he had compassion on them. He, the reason he was, he was in, interruptible was because he really, really cared. He wasn't just like, hey, let's build a big church or something, or like, you know, let's, let's do something for me. He really, really cared about all the individuals that were, that were there, represented, and it was thousands and thousands of people. Okay, so he kept, he was talking to them about the kingdom of God, saying, you are welcome to come into the kingdom, and, uh, you're, and if, if you need healing, let's, let's heal you. Now, the day was ending. And the 12 came up to him, and I like it's, it's the 12. It's like everybody comes up to Jesus, and he says this, Dismiss the crowd, so they may go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and, give, and get something to eat, because we are in a secluded place. So basically, there were no stores nearby, and they, he said, it, it, the, the sun's starting to go this direction. Why don't you get rid of these people? Because, you know, they're going to be in a bad way. And I, I, I like the way that the disciples tell Jesus what to do. So are you a good disciple like that? Do you tell Jesus what to do? Jesus, do this, <laughs> you know? And you have logic behind your reasoning of telling Jesus what to do. It's like, hey, you know, it's getting late and there's no food around here and no 7-Eleven. And so, uh, it, now, now, I... As I was reading that, I'm like, why didn't they, why didn't they just ask, hey, Jesus, what's, uh, it's getting late. Have you considered uh, maybe what's going to happen when there's 10,000 hungry people here in a couple hours? Uh, but they didn't ask. They just told him, get rid of these people, um, probably because their stomachs were starting to rumble too. I, I don't know. How about you? Do you think about yourself most <laughs> I do. They're probably like, we're hungry. Let's get rid of these guys so that we can go get something to eat. Um, and then Jesus, he, he does the, the, the wonderful thing. He says, uh, you give them something to eat. And they said, we only got five loaves of bread, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we have five loaves and two fish. And we see in John that they actually snagged that off a kid. Uh, <laughs> they got the happy meal. This kid was smart. He got the happy meal. He's like, I got five loaves, a, couple, a fish filet sandwich. And next thing you know, uh, <laughs> they snag it off of him. And, you know, anyway, so that's what the, that's all they had, uh, which was definitely not enough. And uh, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all these people. In, in another one, it, it says, but we don't have half a year's wages on us right now. Uh, and then, it w- you know, how long it would take for us to go to the village, buy half a year's worth of wages just in bread and bring it all back here. Basically, it can't be done. 
That's what I'm trying to get at. They're telling Jesus what can't be done. I'm telling Jesus what can't be done. <laughs> it's like, it's too hard for you. And I, and I, I even looked up all the, the verses in the Bible where, where it says to us, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is God's, is, is the Lord's arm too short that he can't do this? Um, are, you know, all things are possible with God. Uh, through Christ, I can do all things. Over and over and over, the Bible tells us, stop looking that way. Look this way. So he tells his disciples, you give them something to eat, and they're like, we can't do it. Um, for it says in verse 14, for there were about 5,000 men, uh, scholars that count things up. They were only counting the men, but guess what? Their wives probably came with them. So 5,000 guys, maybe not all married, but let's just say 4,000. So now we're at 9,000. But guess what happened? When you leave the village, you can't leave your kids. How many kids do people have? Back then, as many as they possibly could. So let's just add another 5,000 kids in there. Uh, let's go 10,000, two, two each. So now we're at 20,000 people. It's a big crowd. And that's why the disciples were saying it was impossible. Okay, so he puts in this little caveat, 5,000 men. But he said to his disciples, have them recline to eat in groups of about 50. So let's just say we've got 20,000 divided by 50. What's that? It's 400. Well, let, let's just go 50 into 5,000. That's 100, right? We've got 100 little groups of people. So now they're all laying back. They're like, okay, get in groups of 50. Everybody self-organizes. Kids are running around. Everybody's laying back. They don't know what Jesus is doing yet. And there's always a pause between what Jesus is doing and the time that you start obeying him. You obey, and then there's the pause. Can you imagine the guys, we're not doing that group of 50 thing. Who's telling us? Okay, you guys still following me? Anyway, this is how I'm, I'm trying to get into the story because I'm in it. Have them recline in eating groups of about 50. And they did so and had them all recline. And then he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up into heaven, he blessed them these elements, and broke them and gave them to his disciples again and again to serve the crowd. How many disciples do we have? Twelve. How many groups we got? hundred. <laughs> and and geez, I, 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 I wish we had filmed this. I know some people have tried to film it, but it's, it's impossible to film. Can you imagine? Somebody had their iPhone that day, and they're like, okay, let's see what Jesus is really doing. What's this thing with the baskets? But the re one of the reasons I had us read our sacred reading today was Jesus was actually the creator of everything. This really wasn't so much a miracle as it was Jesus expressing himself as the creator. 
He just like, bread, bread, bread. <laughs> right? It's like stars, you know, animals, bread. <laughs> stars, animals, bread. He's just like, bread, fish, bread, fish, bread, fish. So st- speaking these things to the basket, and it fills up. I don't know how it works, but he speaks his word, and things happen. It's amazing. Okay? Now, back to us. I, I, he looks up into heaven, and I, thought, I think everybody, I, we don't know if he did it every time. He's like, this is where it's all coming from. It's all coming from the hand of God. Everything you have. So look up, thank him. When he blessed us, he's like, thank you. And then he provided. But then the disciples had some work to do, didn't they? Because Jesus is filling these baskets and they're like, oh man, who's going to take the, the group? <laughs> you know, we're talking about, I don't know if you've ever been to like an outdoor concert. Has anybody been to an outdoor concert? Uh, I, I was, I, I had actually, when I was thinking about this, I was like, how many people were at Woodstock? Do you know there was like a half a million people at Woodstock? I went to an outdoor uh, concert. I won't tell you who I saw when I was a, a heathen. Um, but it was one of those weekend. It was at Raceway Park in, in uh, English Town, New Jersey. And it, it was one of these, it was one of the big concerts. There was, there was more than is in this thing. And I, and I just remember, I, I, we, it probably, the, we had to stop about three or four miles outside of, of the venue. And I remember going into a store and seeing nothing in the store because there were other people that had come, <laughs> come ahead of me. Anyway, uh, anyway, you've got a big crowd. There's no resources, but Jesus is there. And I'm just going to go on. So, and then they served him again and again. And, and I underlined that because Jesus, I, I think that each time they came back to Jesus, okay, they did the five... 500 yards group out there, and then they came back, and Jesus was like, okay, here's another basket, another group. He was training them that every time you come back to me, I will have something for that group. And it was like, how do I convince you that I am who I say I am? And it was like, you're going to do reps here, man. You are going to run and run and run until you get this in your heart. Okay. To serve the crowd. And then it says, and they all ate and were satisfied. Which means they might have done, they might have done a couple trips to a couple other groups. It might have not been a straight hundred, right? Because how many know it's like, hey, you got seconds? And Jesus is like, we are going to feed these guys until they're full. And that's what it says. And they ate and were satisfied, and that's what it means. It's actually a word they use for animals, because animals don't know when to stop eating. <laughs> and sometimes we don't either. And so, <laughs> so it says they were completely satisfied, <laughs> uh, which means they, these disciples, they were running ragged that day. And I, I just love that Jesus kept saying, okay, you disciples. And he says it to us too. It's like, you keep serving. And I'll, I'll break this down in just a minute as I wrap up some points. And they all ate and were satisfied. And the broken pieces, which they had left over, were picked up. Final words. 
12 baskets full. <laughs> I love that, right? Okay, all you guys get lunch too. <laughs> you get the big lunch. And there's uh, there's so much to to say here. And obviously uh, I've already said said a lot, but I want to just point out a couple of things and then we'll couple more things. So these disciples were drawn into this situation where they were going to participate in a miracle. And I've been thinking about this a lot because lately our um, we've been praying for people for miraculous things to happen, right? Because there, there's some there's some tough things going on, and and pretty much every day I, I have other people because of the school I've got staff and their families and and you know there's there's all kinds of cancers and heart disease you know there's stuff, and I I wish uh, I had instant ability to see God heal, and sometimes we do, but. More often than not, there's a little delay. But what, what, what can happen in us is that we can start losing hearts and say, well, we've been praying about that. And, and we're, I think we're quick to say, well, I guess God's saying we're going to wait, or maybe God's saying no. But the Jesus I read about in, in the New Testament, it says that he just kept healing. And some people, you know, theologians are good at, at being able to X out stuff, at the, you know, to, to harmonize what they're not experiencing with what, what's happening with Jesus. It's like, well, you know, in the, in the New Testament, it was the reason all that healing was going on was because uh, he, they were establishing the kingdom of God and they, they needed people to see that this, who, he, who he was. Um, now, the problem with that is, as we look in the New Testament, there was still healing going on. Or we look into Acts and it's like, okay, Jesus had already brought his message. Anyway, I don't want us to be people who ever don't believe the possible. Okay? That, I guess that's where I'm, I'm, I'm at. And so I, when I see, when I look in here, it's very easy for us to just have a natural perspective on everything. Right? Just it is what it is. And we're going to have to struggle with it in the natural. So the first thing I put down here was just that uh, Jesus was teaching his disciples they have to flip from the natural. What did they say? They said, um, Jesus, send these people away. They said, Jesus, we don't have enough for these guys. Jesus, they, they said in, in their mind, and I'm sure it was a longer conversation, uh, we don't have enough. And Jesus said, we have everything we need right here. And so I want to encourage us to, to stay in the spiritual realm when we encounter difficult things. It's easy to look on the face value and say, yep, that looks bad. But he was teaching them, and I love that word, again and again. You're in the natural, again. You're in the natural, again. Okay? And I know it's tough because I've been walking with Jesus a long time. And as soon as somebody brings me a prayer request, it's like, oh, no, we got, you know, we have this or that or this. I go into the natural, boy, I hope we have a, 
a doctor at Stanford that can handle that. Insurance. <laughs> and we hope we have insurance, <laughs> right? Instead of saying, I hope Jesus, I hope I can get a hold of Jesus right now and stop living in the natural. Okay, so flip the way you see things in the natural. Second thing is just focus on the way Jesus sees things. Jesus, I'm sure it was like, oh man, look, there's 20,000 people here. How am I going to provide bread for them? And then he thought, you know, those rascally Israelites, they were in the desert for 40 years. How did I provide bread for them? (laughs) It's the same story. He, from heaven, pre-incarnate, was going, bread, 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 six days a week. Friday, double bread. Saturday, no bread for you. (laughs) Right? So the way Jesus sees things is, I have always been doing miraculous things. Stop thinking like I've stopped. He has a history from the very beginning of providing for each and every one of us. So it's not a problem, not a challenge. Instead, he says, let's get everybody ready for dinner. All right. Now, what's our role and what was, what was the disciples' role? This point three is just when we have a difficult situation in front of us, for, in our perception, first know that it's not a challenge for Jesus. Just follow, obey what he's asked to do. You know, Jesus is like, okay, go tell him to sit, sit down. All right, sit down. Okay, come over here. <laughs> Grab this basket. (laughs) Take this bread over there. Okay, I can do that. Just do what he asks us to do. Now, a lot of times we wonder, what can I do? What can I possibly do? And the thing that we can possibly do always is start with prayer. What does he do? He says, he he took the bread and he looked up into heaven and said, "Ah, there's the source. There's the source of everything I need right there. Just, just, just an eye lift away. And he showed them. Good enough. And then the second thing he does, it says that, that he blessed the, the bread. It, the blessing is, is thanksgiving. He was grateful. How many times when you have a difficult time do you feel extremely grateful? <laughs> All you're thinking is lack. You're not thinking abundance. You're not thinking, oh, yeah, I, I know I have this need, but look at all the stuff I've got. Thank you, God. I see where it's coming from. Thank you, God, for what I have. Now let me present the situation to you. So Jesus, he's modeling this for us. Okay. Thank the Father, broke the bread, gave it to the disciples again and again to serve the crowd. I think as in our lives... Uh, especially the, those of us who have served the Lord a long time, sometimes we get weary. I don't know about you. You know, it's like, you know, there, there's always more need than there is uh, people to fill it. Did you know that? And uh, I, I think that 
the second part of his thing is that Jesus is teaching us or teaching his disciples, we're going to have to persevere through these things. So if you have a situation, you're going to have to persevere in prayer. You might have to persevere in giving if there's a situation that requires giving. You're going to have to uh, persevere in being with people. Um, you, you know, it's nice. Uh, I, I've, I have visited a lot of people in, in situations that were difficult. And, you know, it's a pastoral thing. You go over to the house and, you, you know, you're with the family. Um, and then, you know, if it's a long situation, maybe you go a few times, you know. But there, there's something about um, God giving us the capacity to care for what we need to take care of. And, and anyway, so these disciples, they were learning perseverance and obedience. And this is where I, I want to just stop for a minute because uh, one, one thing about our lives is when we're, we, we wear out when things, when we're contending for things to be different. And I was thinking as, as we close today um, that we would uh, take time. Or we're we're going to have communion today, right? Why, why don't we just take this moment out and let's, let's tie these things together. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll pass the elements out. Because in this story, uh, like in communion, we have bread. <laughs> and we have wine. Actually, we have grape juice. Um, And Jesus says, every time you do this, remember me. Oh, thank you. Oh, what do we got here? Whole wheat biscuits. biscuits. Oh, man. Are they organic whole wheat biscuits? (laughs) Gluten-free, organic whole wheat, sugar-free biscuits? Are they vegan? Is there any? Okay, I just, just want to make sure. Oh wheat, okay. We've we've upgraded. <laughs> That's probably probably the those crowds are like, hey, I, I was expecting matzah. You gave me a dinner roll. It's like, right? <laughs> right? And he gave him fish and they're like, hey, I'm a vegan. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't eat fish. <laughs> See that that's the way that's the way the crowd always responds. It's never good enough. But not for this crowd. This crowd was good. I I, I read a quote during my study that, that I thought was interesting. And and it's it said this uh, a miracle is only an underestimation in in the situation you believe in. Meaning uh, we won't see what we don't think we can see. And the, the guy used this illustration. He goes, if I said a baby is going to run a marathon, you would say that's impossible. But if you said an Olympic marathon runner is going to run a marathon, you'd say that's totally possible. When we come to Jesus... In that illustration, Jesus is the Olympic marathoner, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't underestimate. Don't think he's, he's a child trying to run a marathon. He's the one that can easily 
take care of that. I just thought that was nice. Can Jesus accomplish a miracle in your life, in the lives around you? Okay. So Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, the night before his death, he, he said, here's a piece of bread. I want you to remember me every time you do this. And I'm sure for them, they were thinking back of all the things that Jesus had done, that they had seen firsthand. Look at the healings. Look at the, the bread. Look at these things. And they were able to say, oh, yeah, this is what God has done. And likewise, when we come to the table of the Lord, what we call this, um, it's a good opportunity for us to say, yeah, I've seen God do good things in my life. And I trust that he's going to do great things again. So with that, let's look up into heaven. Thank you. This is where our sustenance comes from, from you. Thank you for what you've done in my life already. And I know that I can trust you because you're sustaining all things and holding all things together. Amen. And he took the cup. He said, this is the lifeblood, my lifeblood, what courses through me. He says, I have done this for you. I have purified your sins, as we read this morning. Everything you need, he's able to give us. So as we take this cup this morning, let's thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your life that you pour into us as we take this this morning. In Jesus' name, let's go ahead and take the cup this morning. Amen. All right. One last thing. Let's pray one more time. I want us to just pause for a moment. Maybe you've got a situation in your life that's difficult. The goal of our instruction today was to come to him again and again and again. And so, Lord, we bring these situations before you right now. And we thank you that you've done so many miraculous things, which aren't miracles to you. They're just underestimations of who you really are. And we pray that as we look at these things, that you would intervene on our behalf, that you would heal what is broken, and that you would provide for our every need. We thank you for that, Lord, ahead of time for what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Sustaining all things. All right. Let me sign off with our group online. Thanks for joining us this morning, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, Remember, the Lord is with you. Keep coming back again and again and again. You'll find what you need. Have a great day. We'll see you later.